Hello and welcome to The Coaching Corner, a podcast by RefCoach. We are Jack and Ale, and on this podcast, we provide short, educational conversations about refereeing to help officials improve and enjoy the game they love. The topic for this episode is position and basics of position. Position is a very complex topic and we could talk about it forever because it's so varied. There's so many different scenarios, so many different styles of plays from teams that really it could get it could get really messy. So what we're going to try to do is try and simplify and talk about the key concepts and basics that every referee should have and think of when approaching a match and their positioning during a match. Obviously, goes without saying that without being fit enough to referee at any level, positioning, it's always going to be the hardest part of a refereeing skill set. And that's where being fit is very important. But that's a topic for another day. So first of all, what is positioning? The law described this as the best positioning for a referee is the best position that you can be in to judge an incident, a challenge, effectively. It's a very fluid phrase. Very open, very... Yeah. Broad. It is It is a very open sentence. It is very open to interpretation because... Yeah. And that's totally fair because positioning, it's not black and white. In the same game, a type of position and a type of run may not work 10 minutes later because teams may be playing a different way. The wind may impact positioning, if, but the ball is being pushed up and down. You may have to adapt how you run around the pitch based on that. Especially, I remember, you know, when you're refereeing the very, very low levels when you're coming through and all the teams do is bomb it long. And it's just you one centre-back to the other centre-back. One, What can you do? It's physically <laughs> impossible to be able to run and have great positioning. You have to adapt and, and be adaptable. Yeah, that's a very key word for positioning, Jack, being adaptable and adapting to any situation because there's not going to be two games that are the same when it mm. comes to positioning. There's yeah. always going to be something different. So there are some key concepts, though, that we can use to approach each game and sort of try to find a way to create almost a routine for positioning and try to achieve the best position of the field for any situation. The first and most basic concept is using the diagonal. And that's something that we get thought from the first time you probably pick up a whistle at a course. Yeah, it's refereeing 101. Exactly. And you, when you talk about the diagonal, you talk about the two target zones, which are the, basically the top corner of each penalty area on the opposite side of where your assistant would be. The two opposite left-hand sides of the penalty yeah. areas. And mean, so basically running the diagonal means running from one and one corner to the other. One of those target zones from the other. A really nice way of looking at it is and, and using the pitch in your favor. I always found it uh, amazing because that's the way I got taught, but not many people think about it. But to run this diagonal and keeping an angle view, which we'll talk about later, uh, one thing you can do is using the marking on the pitch and running literally around the center circle when you do it in the diagonal to get the curve, get out of the way of players to then aim to the other target zone. So when you're running on the pitch, you start from one one of the penalty area corners, you get to the center circle, go around it, don't go through it, use one curve or the other, 
and then aim for the other target zone. That's really helpful, um, and I think it's really it's a really cool way to also use the the pitch in your favor, especially if you're just starting. So it becomes a, a curved diagonal around the the center circle rather than a straight diagonal yeah. line through the middle. And that's important because in that center circle, that's where a lot of that transition passing mm. happen, uh, and that's where you are more likely to be hit by the ball if you're just yeah. in that center circle. I think it's an important concept to think about whatever level you're referring at, like listening to you talk about that is just triggering things in my mind thinking, oh, okay, how could I actually use that really basic concept just to adapt, tweak and, and use it as a foundation for everything. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Because positioning is so complex, if we can break it down and make it simple, then when it becomes more complex and we have those, those solid bases, things will be easier. Mm. Another very important part of using the diagonal, it's being away from that center corridor. So if we think about a pitch and we draw two lines that go from the goal area lines perpendicular to the goal line to one another, you can see a center corridor in there. And we call that the no standing zone because that's where most of the passes are going to happen. So if you're just standing in there, you're most likely to gonna get hit by the ball or hit a player yep. or get in the way. And that's that's another pro of using the diagonal running in that center circle because that puts you outside that center that, that center corridor. I always say with when you're refereeing, when you look up and look at the goal area lines, if you see yourself in between the two goal area lines, just go out, get out of there. <laughs> Move. Move. Just go <laughs> one way or the other. But again, that's another way to use the markings on the pitch in your favor because you know maybe it's the first time you've ever run on a pitch and what's a diagonal <laughs> you have so many other things that you're worrying about but if you can use the markings of the pitch in your favor that just make your life easier want to get fitter than you've ever been before this off season or perhaps just in season you want to be better prepared for your games head to our website at refcoach.org for some fantastic referee specific training plans They'll get you in the best shape you've ever been. Another important factor in positioning is is the vicinity, where you are on the pitch. So there's a really fine balance between being close enough and being too close. And then obviously being too far away as well. And it's an art. And as we touched on already, positioning is very adaptable. And for every game, it's going to change. So for different situations, your closeness to the ball will need to change it. For instance, if it's a really, really tough, difficult game, you might sense that you need to be really close to a particular situation. So you might get much closer than usual, so you're there if something happens and you can act on it. Whereas if it's a a much higher level game and you can trust the defenders with the ball and they're trying to play out the back, you can take a much higher line with your positioning because you know that the players generally should be able to keep the ball and there's not going to be a turnover up that end of the pitch. So... With vicinity, it's all about being close enough to make an effective decision and sell that decision. Players want to look up and see that the referee is basically in a credible position to make a make a decision. If you're too far away, the players will probably let you know about it. If you're too close, well, it might be really difficult to make that decision because you're, what you're viewing isn't the entire picture. Yeah, That's really important. I, People that are not referees sometimes hear this concept and say, how can you not see properly if you're too close? But as, as everything, if you start getting too close to anything, images get blurry. Yeah. And you focus on one thing, but not on the whole picture. So that's really important. I always like to think about vicinity 
like a, the solar system, the ball is the sun and you're a planet orbiting around it. <laughs> and you always keep the same sort of uh, distance, but don't get any closer than that. You can move a ring back, but never get too close because that's going to be when you get, you're going to get burned. Another really important factor with positioning is having an angle. And, and this is crucial because you can be so close to the incident, but you can be looking at the backs of the players and you could have no idea what's happened on the tackle. So we always talk about using an external angle and an internal angle. So you want to be looking through challenges. You don't want to be looking at the backs of players. You don't want to be square on. You want to be looking through the challenge so you can have a really good vision of the point of contact, the speed the tackle was made at, where on the player's body was the tackle. Was it on, you know, was it made with the studs? Was it made with the top of the boot? If you don't have these pieces of information, you're unable to make an informed decision. And essentially, you're just guessing, which makes the chances of getting the decision correct pretty low. Yeah, I think that point of contact is the is the key point for an, for an angled view because and you can try now as you're listening to this if you look at your foot from the back and you'll see you'll see the top of your foot and if you're making contact with your studs on some machine you're not going to see the point of contact but if you all of a sudden you go on an angle you'll see exactly what the point of contact is is it studs is it not is it a scrape that's why the angle especially for point of contact is super super important because when you square to play you're not going to see exactly what's going to happen what's happening in a in a challenge and in a contact another very important part of positioning is making sure your vision is not obstructed by player by players this is a pretty straightforward if there's someone in between you and, and a challenge you're not going to see what happens and how do we do this? Well, this sometimes can be really hard because you're running, players are running, and if someone runs in front of you right the moment a challenge is happening, well, there's not much you can do. And sometimes it's not your fault. You could be doing everything you can and something out of your control. The player decides to walk across and it, it kills it's, you. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but there are ways that you can sort of look at that and try to avoid that from happening. A very simple way to do it is looking for space around you and occupying that space. Sometimes when you see a lot of players moving in one direction, doesn't mean that you have to go there with them because the chances of them running in front of you are much higher. Sometimes it's easier to look up and see a big, free, empty block of, of, of the pitch and you can move in there because then it's going to give you that beautiful view, that angle, still close, but avoid all the players running in front of you. These, all these things combined really are what make a good position on the pitch. And that's where it's important to also think that it takes a lot of experience. I think even at the highest levels, yeah. positioning in these points we just talked about are the ones that are some of the most coached because yeah. you, you never, there's no right or wrong position because as long as you get the decision right mean, and you could see it properly, that means that was the right position. Yeah, and these are foundational concepts, the real basic building blocks. There's so much more you can put on top of it. You know, reading the game is a crucial part of positioning. Uh, but unless you have these building blocks in place and understand them, then you could read the game really well. But uh, your positioning will end up getting you caught out of place or be unconventional. So if you can get these foundations right, it allows you to add things on top and use your football knowledge to, to really make sure you're in the best place to make the right decision at the right time. 
Jack, as you just mentioned, a very important thing, a very important factor in your position in its anticipation. Now, this is a very complex topic, yeah. but if we can simplify, really, all we need to do as referees is try and think about what's going to happen next. What would I do if I was that player and trying to move there before it actually happens? And that comes with experience. It's something you're going to learn as you referee. In the lower leagues and junior leagues, it's going to be harder mm. to do that because it's less discipline from players. So sometimes maybe a centre-back wants to kick the ball long, but they're going to kick it to the goalkeeper. The skill level is a lot the lower. The skill level is a lot lower, exactly. Whilst in the higher leagues, there's more discipline and more skills. And that's going to become a bit easier. And that also includes some football understanding. That's why it's great to watch football mm. as a whole, because you learn so much by watching teams play. One final thing to consider with positioning is that our positioning will change greatly whether we're using real assistant referees, so our colleagues, or whether we're using club assistant referees, whether that be a parent or a sub. Obviously, if we have official assistant referees and we can use all of these concepts, positioning concepts, to the best of our ability and we have the ability to go left and we can go wide uh, because we can trust our assistants. Whereas if we have club assistant referees, our position is naturally going to have to become a lot more central because we have different areas and things we need to think about we need to think about managing the entire pitch not just just that left hand diagonal we need to be managing the area in front of the club assistant referee and we also as much as this is really difficult we need to be aware of offside we don't need to be calling every tight offside perfectly but we just need to be able to see offside enough that we can make an educated guess essentially okay. if the club assistant isn't being as honest as they should be and is is keeping the flag down when a player is four metres offside, they're the sort of things you need to be in position to see. If it's half a metre, well, you know, it's going to be very difficult to see that on your own. So don't be afraid to try different things depending on the assistant referees you have. Yeah. And if you have club assistance, obviously, you need to give yourself some leeway and cut yeah. yourself some slack because you got to make mistakes. They are going to make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to be able to sell it yeah. and support a decision and get away, get, get away with it because obviously you can't expect club ARs to be as good as officially ours. So in this podcast, we covered the basics of positioning, the building blocks. They're using the diagonal system, going that target area to target area across the penalty areas. We talked about closeness and vicinity and, and how this impacts on your decision making. We also talked about how having an angled view has a crucial impact on your decision making. You can't make a correct decision if you're looking at the back of a player. We talked about how having players obstruct your view obviously has a, a severe impact on your decision making and some strategies to help you in this. And then finally, we talked about the difference between positioning with club assistant referees and official assistant referees and the difference this has on your positioning in a game. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. For more referee education, join our Facebook group and become a Ref Coach member for free at refcoach.org. If you like the work we do, 
You can support us by purchasing a Ref Coach whistle to show that you are part of the Ref Coach community when you're out on the pitch.